to chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is officially May 24th, 2022. And so what does that mean? What does that mean? Ava Jacqueline Yancey, or a.k.a. Jack-O-Lantern. I like to joke with her sometimes. Ava Jack-O-Lantern. <laughs> Don't call me that, Daddy. <laughs> It's her birthday. It's her birthday. She's officially nine years old. Nine years old. I believe nine is supposed to represent the Holy Spirit. I believe. Anyway, I got to go fact check that. Anyway, but I'm going to sing happy birthday to my lovely daughter. Uh, if she ever listens to this. So here you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ava. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby girl. Daddy loves you. It's only a matter of time before we're going to see each other consistently. God is working things out. I have no doubt. Anyway, proud of you. Proud of you, proud of you, proud of you. May God continue to bless you and allow you to see many more years, prosperous years, healthy years. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we are in Proverbs chapter 30 Proverbs chapter 30 we're going to actually read out of the message bible one of the cool things that I found while going through my father's stuff is yeah a copy of the message bible by NAF press so we're going to read that it's just a different translation um and then i'm going to read the tony evans notes still here we go the words of agar ben yaka god who needs him that's what it says is the heading As God, question mark, who needs him, question mark. All right, the skeptics swore there is no God. No God? I can do anything I want. I'm more animal than human. So-called human intelligence escapes me. I flunked wisdom. I see no evidence of a holy God. Has anyone ever seen anyone climb into heaven and take charge, grab the winds and control them, gather the rains in his bucket, stake out the ends of the earth? Just tell me his name. Tell me the names of his sons. Come on now. Tell me. The believer replied, every promise of God proves true. He protects everyone who runs to him for help. So don't second guess him. He might take you to task and show up your lies. Let's see. And then he prayed, God, I'm asking for two things before I die. Don't refuse me. Banish lies from my lips and liars from my presence. 
give me enough food to live on, neither too much nor too little. If I'm too full, I might get independent, saying, God, who needs him? If I'm poor, I might steal and dishonor the name of my God. It's a good prayer. It's, yeah, sometimes it's like, hmm, it'd be cool to have a million dollars in my bank account. But not all of us can handle a million dollars in our bank account. And yeah, it would just give us more act, make it give us more. It would make it easier for us to purchase our vices, things that would just go take us down a, the broad way, not the narrow way. So it's a good prayer. Lord, give me enough so that more than enough so that I'll never have to steal or do anything illegal. I can sow into your kingdom. But not too much that I would forget you and not need you and turn to idols. Don't blow the whistle on your fellow workers behind their backs. They'll accuse you of being underhanded and then you'll be the guilty one. Verse 11. Don't curse your father or fail to bless your mother. Don't imagine yourself to be quite presentable when you haven't had a bath in weeks. Don't be stuck up and think you're better than everyone else. This is very, they just make it very clear. Like this translation makes it look very plain. I like translations like this. Makes it a lot easier to understand. Yeah, don't be stuck up and think you're better than everyone else. Verse 14, don't be greedy. Let's, let's look at that very first in the Christian Standard Version, see at verse 13, it says, There is a generation, how haughty its eyes and pretentious its looks. See, let's read verse 14 in the message. It says, Don't be greedy, merciless, and cruel as wolves, tearing into the poor and feasting on them, shredding the needy to pieces only to discard them. See what it says in the Christian Standard Version. There is a generation whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives, devouring the oppressed from the land and the needy from among mankind. There you go. All right. We'll keep reading in the message. It says, a leech has twin daughters named Gimme and Gimme More. All right. Four insatiables. Insatiables. There we go. Three things are never satisfied. No, there are four that never say that's enough. Thank you. Hell, a barren woman, a parched land, a forest fire, an eye that disdains a father and despises a mother, that I will be plucked out by wild vultures and consumed by young eagles. Young mis four mysteries. Three things amaze me. No, four things I'll never understand. How an eagle flies so high in the sky. How a snake glides over a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. Why adolescents act the way they do. <laughs> Here's how a prostitute operates. She has sex with her client, takes a bath, then asks, who's next? Wow. Well, Four intolerables. Three things are too much for even the earth to bear. Yes, four things shake its foundations. When the janitor becomes the boss, when a fool gets rich. <laughs> I like that. When the janitor becomes the boss, uh, the first should be last and last should be first. That's going to be interesting. When a fool gets rich, when a war, I mean, sorry, a whore is voted woman of the year. 
when a girlfriend replaces a faithful wife. Ooh. Interesting. Has been interesting as I've been out here. And that line right there, when a girlfriend replaces a faithful wife, that's been one of the craziest things about being divorced. Like, no woman, I've met some amazing women, amazing women, some amazing women, right? You know, dating, I had the opportunity to date a few of them. And. It's never good to really compare people you're dating to your spouse, but just real talk. None of them will ever, 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 ever compare it to my former wife. And it's just because and it's mainly because that relationship was very special and there's memories there and we had children together and. Yeah, and so one of the hardest shifts to make as a single man right now is is letting that go and i feel like i'm finally getting there and just saying hey that was one that was a that was his own time and she was a different woman and aaron you can't you're never going to find her another tish again right so don't even try to don't like don't even try to find her again you know or don't even try to find the same qualities that she had just as long as this next woman loves the lord uh, with all her soul mind strength and loves her neighbor as herself and you know i need to actually write down things that i would desire in, in my future, next wife and but those are the main two. Those are the main two. Those are the main two. Um, but right now, I'm ultimately content being single. I finally reached a state of contentment. My dad left a ring. This ring with a cross. And my brother's like, he's okay with me having it. It's like a little silver ring. And, um... It's funny because I have been wanting like a promise ring to wear just as a reminder, you know, because I've I have not actually had sex in let's see since October of 2018, I want to say. Yeah, I believe it was October 2018. So we're going on. Is we're going on four years, I believe. Anyway, whenever that one relationship I had with this young lady. Anyway, um, Miss Nitty. Uh, but anyway, where am I going with this? What was I trying to say? Oh, so my dad left this ring, right? And I promise I'm done. I'm about to lay on this plane on what I'm talking about, this tangent. There was this ring and... Um, this little bag of jewelry had it wasn't much at all like there's like a bracelet in there and um there was a ring that my dad had on his right finger gold ring it was kind of beat up anyway i um 
I have that like in a wallet. My brother doesn't seem to want that either. It's like a beat up ring. Anyway, uh, I'll have to double check with him and see if he's sure he doesn't want that before he goes back to um, Texas. But anyway, there's this silver ring, right, with a cross on it. And it doesn't fit on my right finger, right? But it does fit on my ring finger. And so I have that on right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if people ask me if I'm married or whatever. I'm like, yep, married to the Lord. And uh, anyway, um, I don't know where I went with it, why I was going with all that, but let's say it again. When a girlfriend replaces a faithful wife, Let's go back. In four intolerables. Three things are too much for even the earth to bear. Yes, four things shake its foundations. When the janitor becomes a boss, when a fool gets rich, when a whore is voted woman of the year, when a girlfriend replaces a faithful wife. There are four small creatures, wisest of the wise they are. Ants, frail as they are, get plenty of food in for the winter. Marmots? What in the world is a marmot? Oh, so yeah. A marmot. I've never heard of that. Let me see. Marmot. It's a rodent. It looks like a beaver. Marmots are large ground squirrels in the genus Marmata. With 15 species living in Asia, all right, they look like, they're almost like a groundhog or squirrel. It looks kind of like a squirrel or a beaver. I don't know. Interesting. Marmot. There you go. Y'all can Google that. M-A-R-M-O-T. Marmots, vulnerable as they are, manage to arrange for rock-solid homes. Locust, leaderless insects, yet they strip the field like an army regiment. Lizards, easy enough to catch, but they sneak past vigilant palace guards. Four dignitaries. There are three solemn dignitaries, four that are impressive in their bearing. A lion, king of the beast, deferring to none. A rooster, proud and strutting. A billy goat, a head of state in stately procession. If you're dumb enough to call attention to yourself by offending people and making rude gestures, don't be surprised if someone bloodies your nose. Churned milk turns into butter. Riled emotions turn into fist fights. That's my brother in the background talking. If you hear him, oh man, let's see here. There we go. Agar's at is a Tony Evans notes. We don't know anything about either Agar of or King the Mule, but the inclusion of their words in Proverbs is an example of the way the Holy Spirit oversaw and superintended the inspiration of Scripture. Agar's attitude toward himself is similar to Paul's personal declaration that he was the chief of all sinners. See First Timothy one fifteen. Indeed, the one who sus. The one who spends much time with the Holy God comes to see how sinful his own heart is. That's something I have. Yeah, that's a hard thing because, yeah, the closer I get to the Lord, the more I realize. Even just having time to live with my dad, 
um, and just seeing his personality and how selfless he was and just going through some of these receipts <laughs> and um, all the people that he gave to and, and just how selfless he was. Like my dad really was willing to go without so that other people could win, right? Um, I don't always have that same attitude um, of humility like him. So I have a long way to go in that area. And there's, um, yeah, the closer I get to the Lord and just spending time with him and his word and his prayer and worship, the more I realize how much I'm not like him. <laughs> So in a funny way, yeah, the more I would spend time with my dad and see how selfless he was and realize how much I wasn't like him. Same thing with the Lord and how holy and perfect he is and forgiving and patient and kind, gentle. Like the more I realize I'm not those things and it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to be more like him, to be like my father in heaven. And it shouldn't cause us to feel condemned. It really should, or feeling shame or, you know, heavy. Really, it just should call, cause us to cry out to the Lord that much more. And in our weakness, we know that he makes us strong. God has weighed and examined every word of the Bible to get just the ones he wanted. Our job is to believe and obey his word, not to put our own words on par with his we need to keep material things in their proper perspective and ask God to meet our needs so we can keep our focus where it ought to be. It's easy to play fast and loose with our words when it comes to deriding others. Instead, develop a habit of praising good works so that others may be encouraged. And so you may give glory to the God who stands behind the good works. Sadly, the generation Solomon describes could be the young people of our own time. Kids need fathers who are kingdom-minded men, men who make it a priority to spend time with their children, teach them the ways of the Lord, discipline them with love, and model godliness. An eagle, a snake, and a ship leave no long-term trace of their journeys. Similarly, the adulteress assumes she leaves no lasting trace of her liaisons and thus feels no guilt, but an omniscient God is always watching and God sees us when we're out on our midnight escapades. These verses describe people no one will be as. It's, I hate to say, but, but like he has grace because clearly you look at David and Solomon and the lifestyle that they lived. And you can see Rahab the prostitute. God had a plan for her. And it's that grace that should lead us to repentance. Um, as Paul said, as I've quoted multiple times, that grace we cheap we make grace God's grace cheap and treat it we treat it with um how do I say it? We just basically disrespect God's grace when we use it as a license to sin blatantly, like basically, oh God knows my heart, you know. He loves me unconditionally. You know, it's that grace that should lead us to repentance and 
avoiding sin as much as possible. And I'm telling you now, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to resist that sin and to to even recognize that you're going down the wrong path. So speaking from experience. All right. These verses describe people no one wants to encounter. Be a blessing to others, not the kind of person others hope to avoid. Your size and personal power are irrelevant. God is immense and can accomplish mind-blowing things through you. If these beasts are stately, how much more grand is a mighty king at the head of his army? And if a magnificent human king deserves our awe, what should our response be to the divine king who reigns from heaven with the earth as his footstool? Sometimes the best solution is just to stop talking. <laughs> Interesting. That was about the last. That was a note for verse 32. If you have been foolish by exalting yourself or if you've been scheming, put your hand over your mouth. When the message it says, if you're dumb enough to call attention to yourself by offending people and making rude gestures, don't be surprised if someone bloodies your nose. <laughs> Interesting. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you as we wind down and come to the end of Proverbs. Thank you all that we can just glean wisdom from it that transforms our hearts our minds and our souls and draws us closer and closer and closer to you in jesus mighty name we pray amen romans three twenty three says for all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of god or god's perfect standard Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water. And it was not from the well. Singing Jesus gave me water. I know Jesus gave me water.